Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to continue our study of the book of Ezra. We are going to start chapter 3. Chapter 3 relates <coughs> to the very, very beginning of the rebuilding of the second temple. We just discussed in chapter 2 all of the people that came to the land of Israel when King Cyrus made a decree stating that the people of Judea can now return and rebuild the temple. They came under the leadership of Yoshua ben Yotzadak, who was the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and Zerubbabel ben Shaltiel, who was the um, the uh, governor. Uh, and as we said, they and when they came back, the people settled in their towns. They went back to their towns, and we noted that they went back to their towns. But they did not immediately go back to Jerusalem and start building the temple. Um, uh, there's some significance to that because it seems that the people were more anxious to rebuild their their cities and their livelihood and their nation a little faster than they were eager to rebuild the house of God. But there certainly was some... Uh, Eagerness to build the house of God. And let's start chapter 3, verse 1. It came to the seventh month, which is the month of Tishrei, of course, the month of the high holidays, the month of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. And the people started thinking, hey, um, it's time to go to the temple. It's time to uh, start worshiping God at the temple. So by the, the seventh month arrived, Uvnei Yisrael Be'orim. And the people of Israel had settled themselves in the cities. Interestingly, in a significant differentiation between this verse in Ezra, which is the beginning of the Second Temple period, and pretty much the rest of the words of the prophets in the Nevi'im, where generally the word Bnei Yisrael, the people of Israel, referred to the descendants of the ten tribes, and Bnei Yehuda, as we've seen even here in this book, the people of Yehuda of Judea were those descended of Yehuda and Binyamin. But over here we see Bnei Yisrael, the people of Israel, as a reference referring to those of Yehuda, of those people that were descendants of Judah and Benjamin. Um, and even the priestly uh, Kohanim and Leviim are included in this Bnei Yisrael Be'arim as we saw in the last chapter. So interestingly now everyone's called the people of Israel, even the Judeans. So the nation went and gathered in Jerusalem. They decided, oh, it's the holiday time, let's go to Jerusalem. So now the people are in Jerusalem. Yeshua ben Yotzadak, Yeshua the son of Yotzadak, Viechov Akonim and his brothers, the priests, the Kohanim, Uzrubavel and Zrubavel ben Shaltiel, Viechov and his and his family. And they rebuilt the Mizbeach, the altar, the altar to the God of Israel. So that was the first thing they rebuilt. In order that they can bring upon it the sacrifices, as is written in the Torah of Moshe, of Moses, that had been given to them, the man of God. So they knew that the Torah commanded that on the holidays, certain sacrifices be brought. So the first thing they built was the altar. 
And they prepared the Mizbeach upon its original foundations on its site, the place where the Mizbeach had been in the first temple. They rebuilt a new Mizbeach, a new altar upon that spot. They were afraid, there was fear upon them from all of the peoples of the land. Presumably, this is the reason why they did not um, build other things. They just, uh, or this. Well, according to the Mitsudos, the reason why um, they, uh, uh, the, the verse states this is to say, why did they build the Mizbeach and apparently using some of the old structure? So, of course, it had been destroyed by the Babylonians and had been lying in ruins for 70 years, but there was still some of the old structure left, the base, and they used that base because they needed to build it quickly. And, um, and, uh, and um, um, and they built it on on, on top of that foundation. Um, uh, there's other explanations, but that's the simplest thing. The other reason why I might point out their fear of the others might be explaining why they only rebuilt the altar and not the rest, because they were afraid of the other nations having objections to them building. Rashi seems to understand this as they were afraid that the other uh, nations would um, would would uh, report them back to the king. Um, so they um, built them as Bach in order to demonstrate that they were actually fulfilling the, the request of the king, which was the, the king had given them permission, Cyrus had given them permission to worship and to build a house to God. So by showing that they're building the altar where they're going to be bringing the sacrifices, people would understand that they're just fulfilling the king's decree. But the fear is the important point here in this verse, that the people were afraid. They're building a Mizbeach, but they're afraid of others around them. So here, the irony of that and the difficulty of that is the people are building a house for God, to worship God, but they're afraid of people. Um, is this a flaw in the people or not? Um, that. Um, something to think about. And they brought upon that altar olot sacrifices to God, olot the sacrifices, the burnt offerings that are brought both in the morning and the evening that refers to the tamid, the, the carbon ola that is brought every single day in the morning and the evening. And they also celebrated the holiday of Sukkot, the holiday of tabernacles, as it is written in the Torah, and in each day they brought the burnt sacrifices that are allotted for that day, the misbar, according to the numbers that is specified in the Torah, which, like we said before, kimishpat, according to their laws, each one according to its day, each day of Sukkot, as the Torah uh, uh, specifies the karbonot, the sacrifices need to be brought for that day. And after that, olat tamid, they would also bring the olat tamid, the um, the daily offering, burnt offering, and they started bringing the reinstituted the the offerings that are brought every rosh chodesh, the beginning of every month. And for all of the holidays, all of the festivals that are set aside as holy days for God, in addition to starting to bring the the offerings that were not required, but the offerings that people brought out of the um, free will 
their desire to bring offerings on the Mizbech. So in other words, the sacrifices were reinstituted from there on in, is what it sounds like it, it began. This all started on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the month of Tishrei, of the seventh month. That is when they began bringing the burnt offerings to God. But the actual house of God had not been, the foundation had not been laid, but the Mizbeach, the altar, was starting to work. So then they started getting ready to build the rest. Verse 7, They gave money, they paid the um, those that hew out the stones, those that carve out the stones, and the carpenters, and they gave an allotment of food and drink, and oil, to those that were from Tzidon, from Sidon, from Tzidon, from Sidon, the city, which had craftsmen, people that were skilled builders, Vilatsorim, people from Tyre that were also skilled in, in architecture and building and so on, and they also hired them to bring um, cedar wood, Minhalavonon from Lebanon, El Yam Yafo, to the sea port of Jaffa. Kirishyon Koresh Melech Add just as the, the, the um, authorization that Koresh, that Cyrus, the king of Persia, had given to them. So we're still talking in the days of Cyrus. So they build the Mizbeach. This month is the first month. They started to bring the Karbanot, the, the, the sacrifices, and they got the people ready and some of the materials ready and some of the funding ready, as Cyrus had allowed them to get the uh, foundation started for the rest of the Beit HaMikdash. So that was in the first year. This is verse 8. And in the second year, to when they came to the house of God in Jerusalem. In the second month. So, so now, they, um, so now, so this is a little bit later. This is uh, several months later, about, uh, I guess, um, six, seven months later or so, uh, in the month of Er. The next spring, uh, Zerubbabel and Yeshua began and their other brothers, the, the, the priests and Levites, and all of those that came from the captives to Jerusalem. And they established the Levites from the ages of 20 and up. As the Torah states that from the ages 20 and up, the Levites are to be counted in order to um, here the Natseach means to uh, to watch to check to supervise so similar to what we find in the Torah that the um, uh, putting together and taking a part of the Mishkan of the tabernacle in the desert as the Jews were wandering um, was the Levi and the Levites were in charge they made the Levites in charge of this building of the putting together of God's house of the temple as well. So let's get this timeline straight. They, they come back, the Jews come back, the Judeans come back, they settle the cities. Comes in during, uh, um, uh, after their, during their first year, the month of Tishrei comes, the seventh month, they set up the Mizbeach, the altar, but not the rest of the, uh, 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 they don't start anything else at, at first they reinstitute the karbonot, the sacrifices. And then, 
the next ER runs, rolls around seven months later, they start getting all of the um, supplies together. Um, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. So uh, um, the, at the same time that they established the Mizbeach, they started preparing. Uh, they, paid, they paid for uh, workers and architects and supplies to start coming in from Tyre and Sidon, which we know also in the first temple was built King Solomon's temple was built out of material cedars of Lebanon that came from the same places. So they ordered the materials and they ordered the men and they paid the bills. Now, when it came around the, the next month, uh, the next year of ER, this, uh, they, they, they got the uh, supervisors ready for the building. Vaya Amo, this is verse 9, Yeshua Banov, Yeshua and his sons, Viachav and his brothers, Kadmiel, uh, whose name was Kadmiel, Uvanov, and his sons, Bnei Yehuda, and the uh, children of Judea, the non-priests, Levites, the other Judeans, Ke'achad, all of them together, all of them came and they were in charge of those that were being hired to work and build the house of God, including the children of Chenadad and their brothers of Levim, if we remember, uh, for example, Bitzalel was also in charge of the builders. So in the tabernacle, so just like the uh, Levites here may have been in charge, there were also non-Levites, Judeans that were in charge here as well. So then here we still are discussing the month of Iyar, that second month in the second year. They, um, the builders laid the foundation for Etechal Adonai, for the house of God. And uh, they um, set up and they stood up. The Kohanim or the Kohanim, the priests stood up uh, dressed in priestly robes with trumpets. And the Levites, the descendants of Asaf, who was a descendant of Korach, of, of, the, of the biblical Korach, Asaf and his descendants, these were Levites. By Mitzaltayim, they had symbols, to start praising God and singing with the praises, all those praises that had been written by King David, the King of Israel. Um, and here David again is referred to as Melech Yisrael, the King of all of Israel, not just the King of Judea, as we know David was. But again, emphasizing the fact that he's the King of Israel. The um, the so so they so remember the mizbeach the the um, altar is built. It would seem from the progression of the verses that the altar was built, and there may not have been singing, um, or there may have been singing until now, but uh, uh, because it's questionable, uh, the rabbis of the Talmud debate whether or not one is allowed to. Uh, if one brings a carbon, if one brings a sacrifice, and there is no, uh, none of the singing of the Levites along with the carbon, the, the daily carbon, if that car, if it's part of the service or not, it would sound like the singing was instituted, reinstituted uh, later at the same time that the um, that the foundations of the building were prepared. However. Uh, one could also understand that maybe there was singing of the Levites during this interim period when there was just an altar, but there was an extra added special um, uh, celebration when the foundation was laid. 
So v'rabim mehakanim. So they they had this vayanu um, b'halel, and the people uh, answered in praises to God of hodot and thanks ladonai kitov to God for He is good kil olam chastov for His kindness is forever al Yisrael over His people Israel v'chol ha'am and the entire nation heiriu terua gedola. They made a lot of noise and rejoicing and singing. Bahalel uh, with praises, Ladunai to God al Husad Adonai because the foundation was laid for the house of God. However, verse 12, but many of the priests and the Levites and the heads of the families, the elders, that they had seen the first house of God when it had been established, these people must have been. In their 80s or 90s, this must have been elderly. They were crying and with a great loud voice. And they were even making more noise than those that were raising their voice in song and happiness and rejoicing. They were crying, obviously, because they remembered the old times. They remembered the old temple and the glory of the old temple. And here, they're afraid of the people surrounding them. All they have is an altar, an altar that was built quickly and, uh, and, and rapidly because of the fear of the surrounding people. And, the, you know, they didn't even start building the, the, um, the Yisod, the foundation at this point. And, and everything was just nothing like what it used to be. So there was some sadness as well. And the, um, the nation could barely hear the sound of the, of the celebrants because of the sound of those that were crying. Because there was a lot, a lot of noise and, um, and the sound could be heard from very far away. Um, another way of reading this Pasuk is that it's not saying that the sound is being drowned out by the crying. It could rather be read as follows. The people could not um, distinguish between the rejoicing of happiness and the sound of the crying. Uh, it's the second way I read it is probably a more proper translation because um, because because it was so much noise and so much uh, tumult that you couldn't tell the difference between who was crying and who was celebrating. Now, um, so the, in, uh, this, is, this completes this chapter 3. And remember, just to keep this timeline straight, we are still now talking in the early, early days, in the days of Cyrus. Um, so we have a, a Mizbeach, an altar, and we're set and ready to roll with the Yisod, with the foundation. Um, but, um, but we have not yet built it. So the foundation isn't yet laid, and the Beit HaMikdash, the actual house, is not yet built. Thank you so much for studying chapter 3 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 4 and of course the rest of this book of Ezra.